Welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am your host, Ethan Colburn. Uh, welcome back. Welcome to uh, Valentine's Week. Um, this is the first episode of a two-episode week. I will be releasing uh, before sunrise later on Thursday, um, which is the movie that you guys voted on uh, to be our Valentine's Day movie. So I hope you look forward to seeing that. Um, I had a lot of, t- I, I, I recorded that recently and I had a really good time recording that. Um, I am recording this right now on a Friday and, uh, I just got the news that Christopher Plummer passed away, which, uh, is a huge, huge loss. Um, amazing, amazing actor, um, comedic and, uh, serious obviously known for his um performance in the sound of music but recently has had this amazing resurgence in his late 80s um obviously knives out many people have seen i highly recommend checking out the beginners if you haven't seen much of his late work um he won the oscar for that and it's a really really sweet movie with him and ewan mcgregor um yeah he will be he will be greatly missed and uh i I was I was happy to see a lot of tributes for him on social media. So, um, other news: Moonlight will be coming out on Monday. So we've got about time now. Uh, then before sunrise, then Moonlight. If you'd like to try our about time T H Y M E, the drink that we put together for this, uh, you can check that out on my Instagram and Twitter, which I will have links for in the description. Without further ado, let's throw you into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. Zoe, Sophie, and Clara, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Hello. So good to be here. Zoe, this is your first time, so welcome, especially these these other two have been here uh, way (laughs) too many times. I cannot I cannot get many times. I cannot get rid of you two. Not (laughs) enough times. Um, I think actually what we're gonna do now is Sophie and I are gonna leave and we're actually gonna start our own podcast and do Ooh. another about time episode called you know, Fleckison. It's, it's <laughs> yes. about it's about time you guys started your own <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh, oh, the pun we will be using that pun nonstop. Okay. Yeah, I so, think it should be part of the drinking game actually. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so about time came out in 2013. Uh, Zoe, you thought this was a Netflix original, so I'm yes. assuming you saw this. I'm I, assuming you saw this fairly recently. Yeah, I saw it last month, and I don't oh. deserve to be here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought it was a Netflix original. Um, oh, good. And you know, uh, I stand by it. You know, yeah. It's it's humble uh, beginnings. It's kind of yeah. got a second life on Netflix. Had you two both seen it in theaters before? Yeah, so I yeah. saw it while I was I don't 
I think I might have seen it alone or I saw it with one of my sisters. It was back when I was working at a Regal and it came out. And so I was like, I have free movie tickets. I'll go see this movie. I don't I know. I worked at a Regal. It. Yeah, no big deal to flex or anything, but I <laughs> used to come home smelling like popcorn every day. So oh, I was saying, I also flex. worked in the theater. Super flex. <laughs> But I yeah. wish I watched. I wish I watched it at a theater. I don't. I. I don't think. I. I think I watched it on my computer. Mm. It may have been on like Netflix or just a random website online. <gasps> I can't remember. Uh-oh. I was Uh-oh. in college. I was. When did this come out? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. No, I watched this in high school. Then. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember thinking it was okay back then because I was an idiot and didn't know anything about cinema. <laughs> right. You know, as one as one would as one would. And then I rewatched it last year for the first time in a while, and wow. I cried my eyes out. And I was like, "Wow, I love this movie!" And then I rewatched it again like two weeks ago with Siegel. He had never seen it. I forced him to watch it. He ended up loving it, which is great. Great, um, good for him. But Always I, happy for him. I don't know why I loved it even more this time around. I was like, "Oh my god, this movie's so beautiful!" I started crying during all the. Oh, I just loved it. I've had such great experiences with this with this movie, and I I adore it. Oh yeah, I dropped you all a crying selfie. Like that was <laughs> yeah. that was right after. <laughs> was it was perfect. right after the. It was right after the where they like break the rules to like go back and like skip stones together yeah. in his childhood. Oh, no. I, was I just got like, chills no! when you told me that. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. I have goosebumps and they, now. <laughs> and they cast and they cast Richard Curtis's actual son in the in the role of the little boy oh, in that so scene. Oh my god. Aww. I didn't know that. I know, isn't that adorable? That is yeah. so is Rich- cute. Wait, is I'm Richard Curtis that's now. the guy who plays Tim? No. Richard Curtis the is the director. So, so the director and writer. So, so he's also done. He's also done like Love Actually, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill. He's known for these kind of like cool British. Yeah. Um, I big shot to say big shot for sure. I do have to say, like, I was realizing this watch, um, how much uh Hugh Grant owes his public persona to Richard Curtis because Domino Gleason is literally just doing a Hugh Grant. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. He totally is. He's but he has his just own doing... spin to it. He's yeah, yeah. he's got his own his spin, own... but like it's it's it is like a Hugh Grant, Grant character for sure, a hundred percent. It's for sure Hugh Grant. Like like young Hugh Grant could have totally done this. Oh, uh, that we <laughs> have a new Hugh movie. Grant now. That's true. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we um, gotta cast this guy in more rom coms. Honestly, what was, though, what what times throughout uh, this movie made y'all cry? Like, like uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one where he goes back in time to um, get his sister to to never meet that jackass boyfriend guy, and then he comes oh, back yeah. and he sees his kid, and it's not his daughter; it's his like son that he doesn't know, and he picks it up, and he's like, "That's what? not my child." Yeah. I like, I started bawling. I started oh ugly gosh. crying. Oh, oh man, couldn't stand. That's it. a good scene. I didn't expect. That's a good scene to cry. Yeah, I remember I cried being at that shocked. Scene. Because I was like, really? what is this child? I was just like the main character. I was like, I don't know who this is. What is this child? <laughs> I don't I don't cry there. Really? I didn't cry there. Just either. like by going back in time and creating this baby boy, it, like this baby boy now exists. And then by going back in time and reversing it, he's, he's kind of just also like while he's brought back his daughter, he's also chosen to kill his own baby boy. Yeah. Do, do we ever think about that? No, we don't yeah. think about plot holes because this movie is perfect. 
Well, I also think about the fact that if you were really cynical and you like wanted to end the time traveling gift for like future generations, you could just go back in time and make sure you only have daughters because it's only the men who get to time travel, right? Holy shit. That's actually a really good point. I actually point. have a theory in that vein, which is that the women can also time travel. They just know how to actually keep it a secret. <gasps> yes, that's an even better theory. This is why we do the podcast with women. I know. I know. This is what happens. This is me inserting feminist language into every movie. I love it. Continue, please. It's bringing up a lot of pr- plot holes for me, but maybe we should get into this after we talk about how much we love this yes. movie. Because yes, we, yes, we yes. do. We, 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 I do just need to like talk about uh, how magical this is. Does anyone want to start it just like about how freaking magical this experience is? Uh, I I will start. Take it away. It's fair for me to say that I've probably seen this movie the most now, because I watch it like every year, like re- like. Oh wow! So this is Aww. I might end up watching it twice this year because it's pretty early into the year for me to watch this. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's really cool because it's it's in part a rom com in that like a big part of the story is about Tim. And, um, oh my god, I'm forgetting her character's name now. Mary. Mary. It's Mary. his mother's name. The most I generic feel like such a name fool. in the whole world. I'm like flexing my wa- how many times I've watched this and then I do that. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> it happens all the time. It's fine. But so it's like in part such this like adorable story about these two like coming together and then almost not getting together and then getting back together yeah. because of time travel. And so it is a rom-com in that sense. But I also think it's a greater story about like love within your family as well and like the different dynamics that play off of that like we see so much intimacy between like Tim and his father and Tim and his sister and even like his mother and his uncle and I think that's really cool because it kind of expands the world of like the typical rom-com where like the couple are in this bubble and it's just mm-hmm. about them and it's like this greater story about like life isn't just about like your romantic partner it's about the other people mm-hmm. in your life I like this yeah. a lot. Thank you. I like you. this a lot. That's <laughs> a great <laughs> analysis. That's an amazing take, Clara. Can that I was be beautiful. Blushing? We should just end it now. Let's just no. let's yeah. just call it. That's a cineflex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Drop, oh. You were with the start saying that. <laughs> That's amazing. Cineflex. I'm drinking that for was it really too. good. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of drinks, um, I we we have tentatively called this the about time t-h-y-m-e <laughs> i other other options include time traveler um time traveler's wife maybe that's a different time, movie though uh yeah uh uh space time continuum yeah uh, i like that one time is on my side <laughs> um t- like uh uh t- Time of the season. I don't know. We could oh. like, like we could just do this <laughs> for the next hour. No, we could also just do this. Should we call it the about time? Is that the best option, or like what? I mean, we. That's, what do you guys prefer? That's the only option right here, right? Okay, I okay. feel like yeah, yeah, I agree. It makes the most sense. Okay, okay, we'll do the, the about time. Shout and you're the only one the drinking lemons. it. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all slapped off. Okay, well, to be fair, I like, I, I think I like sent you the recipe like an hour before because I was like, <laughs> I oh shit, I should probably send them the recipe. And then everyone, then everyone's like, everyone's like, yeah, I'm not going to the store right now, Ethan. Like, no, yeah. well, no, no, it's no, raining. Hey, hey, yeah, exactly. I'm in bed. I watched the movie. I don't want to get up. <laughs> yeah, you already made me watch this like teary movie. 
Uh-huh, Claire? I'm defending myself further to say that I <laughs> was going to go to the store, but I accidentally took a nap instead. And so yeah, that's that, fair. That can, so I that's had totally fair. I had full that intention. That is so relatable. I'm just lazy. It's very relatable. And I might have a little bit of narcolepsy. I can't figure it out. So mm. it's fine. I don't think well, you do. Yeah. You just made a really good analysis. You're fine. <laughs> Thank you. You're covering really well. I'm getting so it in before great. I get too tipsy. <laughs> speaking, spe- speaking of naps, can we talk about the um the napping potential that uh that the about time time traveling uh, presents. I mean, you can, Ooh. if you're, if you're tired, you could totally nap, mm. go back to a moment and be well rested and then go to your class and have everything just mm. fine. A- a- as a fan of napping, I-, I feel like he's not taking advantage of this. Ethan, you know, you maybe have, that's why the really men get point. the gift. I was going to say, you have a really good point here because remember yeah. how the dad said that he went back in time to read books. I think mm-hmm. I'd go back in time to sleep. Yeah, sleep yeah, forever. you can go back in time to sleep. I think I'd watch a lot of movies. Um, I think movies yeah, would be like, a big thing, but sleep, that's a good one. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I'd go I back th- in time to get gin to make this cocktail. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. That's awesome. Fair point. You go back in time to not nap. Um, Dude, Zoe's like so five great. for five on jokes. I, know. I have to have her back for another five. <laughs> back. Bring her back. Bring her back. <laughs> Bring her um, back already. So, so I think, I think Clara, you made a good point about like the father um and and how it's like it's more than a rom-com like in some ways i kind of think because like bill nighy is almost a more fleshed out character than rachel mcadams like yeah that it's it's almost it's almost more of a father-son love story than than uh than a romantic story like like rachel mcadams kind of fills that role but i i think it's i mean it's it's almost odd to me that he never reveals his secret to her like did that make sense to you guys Totally. I was thinking about that a lot, actually, while I was watching. I think about this a lot every time I watch it because I'm in this, like, slight, like, turmoil because I love this movie. But there also are definitely, like, some minimizations of, like, women in it, which is hard definitely. for me. I always notice mm-hmm. that. So, like, it is very interesting to look at Rachel McAdams' character who, like, kind of falls into that stereotypical, like, girl next door archetype where, like, she's just sweet and yeah. a little naive and, like, fun. Um yeah. But it works, I think, because we get the family dynamic added as well. Like, mm, mm-hmm. it would look so bizarre, I think, otherwise. Like, it, I don't think this movie would be as well-loved if it was just about them and we got this version of Rachel McAdams because then we'd be like, uh, he's just manipulating their relationship through time travel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, totally. that's the way he got her to like kind of fall in love with them is he like memorized all these things about her. It's like I love Kate Moss and all these other things. <laughs> and she was like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, what is this guy? So that's right. technically how their relationship started. And but I, I feel like the way it progressed yeah. is a lot better than the way it started. Absolutely. It's like true. them it's living true. It their lives. It gets more genuine. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Right right after they and then Oh my the the scene where he talks about life and living every day that's that oh so that good. entire oh. oh I don't want to get there yet cuz it's like that's that's <laughs> okay. right now but I I I am going to mention it that just like the little things in life where he wakes up and takes care of the kids and just spends time with his wife it's just so beautiful I don't know what this I I I want to enjoy all of that in life too like I want to just take a time yeah. and just yeah. stare at the clouds and I don't know it's awesome make a good point yeah. 
Zoe, any thoughts on like on on uh, on Rachel McAdams in general, or like why he didn't tell her he could time travel? Yeah, I thought about that a lot. The only reason I could think of was like he was just trying to preserve that like ordinary lifestyle because mm-hmm. like towards the end he's he stops time traveling he stops like even reliving the days after days because he like wants to stay in the moment um and he learns how to kind of develop that instinct every single day without having to go back and do it again so i don't know i, I love that i i have mixed feelings about it because because i think that i think that maybe it could have been more genuine it could have been a moment in their relationship where like when that manuscript was torn up by their kid, he could have been like, let me go time travel and fix it instead of like having that kind of, you know, battle there. But um, I don't know. I think he probably did it to like keep his family normal, to preserve some level of normalcy. That's a good point. That's a good point. But like, I also think like, had they not had the scene where he travels back in time with his sister, like Mm -hmm. it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't open the possibility of like, Oh, him like he her. could go. He he could go anywhere with his wife. Like anytime they wanted, they could like go back to like their wedding, or they could. I mean, uh, well, I guess not their wedding because they can't. Uh, they wouldn't have the same kids, but like they can go back and fix things, or like he he can travel with his wife. And like I don't know if I if I was really in love with something, someone, and like had that power, <laughs> I I think I think I'd want to share it with someone. I think I'd want to share it with that person. I will play devil's advocate a little bit. Though, I like it because I love, I do agree. Like it would be such a cool step in the relationship that like, because it does feel like so much of their relationship is this really great, like equal partnership and things. But yeah. then there is this like secret that kind of almost elevates him in a way because in some ways he has the upper hand, like, and like we don't get to see it with like the manuscript fight, but like in any fight he could arguably go through the fight and then just start like go back and then win the fight essentially. But so, <laughs> but that kind of ties into my thought. Yeah. That- I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how like he probably told her and it didn't go well and he just went back in time and just was like, Oh, okay, well I won't tell her then. Oh. Exactly. And so, Oh, like even if he's Ooh. not doing that, because we know he's a, a, a great guy for them. Like we he know just he's loves super- his family. He's Tim. Exactly, but he has the most. He has the most sweetheart name. Exactly, it's beautiful. I Tim is a cute name. I really like it. It's a good, it's a solid name. It's like a little boy's name. I don't know. (laughs) He also rejected Margot Robbie for his wife, which is saying something. He has all of my respect for that. I was I was rewatching it and I totally forgot she was in the movie. I was like, oh my god, she's in the movie. I don't remember. (laughs) Well, this is like the same year as Wolf of Wall Street. Like, I'm assuming the beginning of Wall Street, like. Yeah, Wolf Foster like hadn't come out. Like she was around, but then and then also like Vanessa Kirby is just like the best friend. Like I know Vanessa you know, Kirby yeah. is Joanne. It's crazy. Joanna? Yeah, it's crazy. I think if you cast this movie today, I think Rachel McAdams would play like a best friend. You you know Rachel like McAdams, you have to you make have, you have to make the star can, Mar- Margot Robbie. You cannot give her another time travel movie. That girl has like three already. <laughs> four. She's had she's had four total. Oh, she, four? she plays what? the time traveler's so wife in four movies. So time tra- oh. she's in The Time Traveler's Wife. She's in About Time. She's in Midnight in Paris. And what's the fourth one? I don't know, but I, I can look at I can look it up. I can, <laughs> Midnight I can look in Paris up. is such a great movie. I love that Sorry one a lot. 
talk about a different movie while we're That's trying okay. to talk about this movie. Well, this we get is to what talk we about this whatever is, we want. Yeah, you get to talk about whatever you want, and I get to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> day, Ethan so. gets to time travel through our podcast and get rid of the parts that aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is. It is uh, kind of like time traveling, but uh, less exciting. <laughs> if, but yeah, um, she keeps getting stuck being the time traveler's wife in all these movies, Doctor and Strange. she knows. Doctor oh, Strange yes, Doctor Strange. Sorry, that's, it. that's the last one. Yes, that's the fourth yeah. one. Oh my, well, she's not really a wife, but she is the partner. But yeah, she ends up in all these time-traveling movies, and we need to get her away from that for now. Just, you know. But does she ever time-travel in the time? I don't know the time-traveler's wife. Does no, she, she doesn't. Ti- it's, she doesn't. No. And the, no, it's, Eric she's Van always is the like, only one that time-travels. God, that really sucks. So she has to like just hang. <laughs> No, but like I think she yeah. should be the time traveler time. next time. Yeah, let's just cast her as the time traveler. Like I would do that. Like she, she's been playing second fiddle for like years, <laughs> and uh, it's it's really it's really her time to time travel. It's time for women to break through <laughs> the glass ceiling of time. It's about time. That damn oh time. My God. Oh my God. <laughs> Ethan, you have to go back and count how many times everyone says about time, and then just like tally it up. No. No, no yes. you are just that's your job. Listen, when okay. you when you drop this podcast, you tell everyone else it's a drinking game and everyone has to take a shot every time we say it <laughs> as they listen. And I think they'll be, die, this, but this is yeah, a good idea. It'll be I don't great. Know, yeah. It's been like twenty times so far, yeah. so I don't think it'll I don't it's think it'll okay. be good, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> what okay, so we have Domino Gleason, yes. we have Bill Nighy. Yep. Um, and Rachel McAdams as like mm-hmm. our our core people. Who who who's like who's like your favorite? Um, who, who's like your number one performance in this? I assuming it's one of those three. Ooh. Which Zoe? one's the dad? Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy. Yeah, Bill Nighy's my favorite for sure. But the thing the thing that I love so much about this movie is every character is lovable. Like mm-hmm. the best friend Rory, he's just like such a like teddy bear guy. Tim is lovable because he's so, yeah. Tim is lovable. Like Mary's lovable. The sister. I I mean, even, even, I, I think everybody's just so fun to watch because I love them so much, but Bill Nighy for sure. I like when he like plays tennis and he's like, I'm so much better without the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great quote. I love That's that. That's such a great scene. Uh, Clara, Sophie. Um, You can go Clara. I'll go with Domino Gleason because I like we were I feel like Ethan and I were talking about it a little bit ago about how like how great he is like he's good in any career well I Um, think he he was so busy for so long Star Wars killed it (laughs) honestly that could also be a part of it I mean it was literally like this ex machina like um um the revenant mother um, the, 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 I, 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 I checked his IMDb. The only thing like currently in the works is Peter Rabbit 2. Oh God. It's the only <laughs> thing he's currently working on. And I'm just like, what happened? Like, I feel like this guy was going to be a massive star. And then like, still, I didn't see him anymore. He's still a massive star. He's like the star of two big rides in Universal and in Disney. He's Ooh. in the new big ride in Rise of the Resistance. He's the general guy. I don't remember his name. But he's like heavily featured throughout that entire ride, which is really cool. And in Harry Potter Land, the Weasley brother that he is in Harry Potter 
he's like heavily featured in that one ride in Harry Potter Land. I don't know why he's barely in the movie, but he's like all over the place. <laughs> so like, good for that's him. Probably for the being... only actor they could get to come back for the ride. <laughs> probably Honestly, that's probably. why. Like, so I'm like, good for him. He's in these huge rides that everyone rides on every single. Like a lot of people ride on every single day. So. They see his face. Wasn't they know he, who he is. Wasn't he also in that Black Mirror episode with the dead husband? Yeah. Oh, yes. I like that episode. With Pe- he with the- rocked in that. Was it with um Haley Atwell? Is that I think that so. same episode? Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't know actors' names. I don't deserve to be here. No. <laughs> yes, you do. No, you you're have- doing great, Zoe. <laughs> you're doing <laughs> awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I will say though, if we like kind of look at his career, I would say that you almost see like something similar happening to like what's going on now where like we're not seeing a ton of him. Like I would argue something really similar is happening like when he was in the Harry Potter movies. He was like really mm-hmm. invested in a franchise that like is obviously a lot more complicated than standalones. And so yeah. like Star Wars is over now and it's been a little bit, but it hasn't been that long. Well, yeah. Now that the 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 and 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 like now that the Peter Rabbit franchise is really picking up, like exactly. it seems like he's gonna have like a new thing to you know. You know, I mean that 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 may take a few years for him. Exactly. So, so I think we're missing out on him because he's just you know he does the indies, which are great. Like he's in Frank, which I love, and Never Let Me Go, which is like oh another yeah, great indie Frank. movie. Frank is so good. Like he's in really great indie movies, but you definitely see a trend where he is in the bigger franchises like in between them so i'm guessing we're just in that franchise period with him and so we'll see more of him soon cool. i'm speaking it cool. into existence I'm excited. yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that then. Cool. he's I, just I, trying I to get that much. bag yeah he's getting yeah, money you gotta get that bag while you can he's for stocking sure. up and then he'll be back <laughs> yeah respectable uh, he's a respectable your favorite man is your favorite is don don gleason right yeah yep and now i have to choose or, or Ethan, no, you go because I'm still thinking. No, no, I didn't know who your point because because the arrow pointed towards I, I me, but then don't you don't know, you know, don't know where everyone like is on the thing. It looks like she's pointing to me. <laughs> oh, to you it looks okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I don't know. This is why I don't we're know. all in different um, spots. We're all yeah. in different spots in <laughs> each other's screens, so it's, it's it's confusing. I would I would have to go with the dad. I mean, he's he's uh he's really charming. I was I I was surprised this time around how little they like talk about it since they're like the only two people that can talk about this like crazy thing that they can do but i guess it's just like british tads and sons um <laughs> like just like not communicating <laughs> a lot emotionally though i mean they have their moments it it does seem like they have trouble expressing love to each other but i mean Pell Nighy, like he he, he kind of moves like an insect. I don't know if you guys notice this. He's got this little kind of thing. What? Oh my no, god! No, I'm serious. Um, like a like a praying mantis, kind of like he's got yeah. these like, dangly arms, and he kind of so he's true. always leaning. And um, I, I don't know. I just like he he like so Richard Curtis really like started his career when he cast him in Love Actually. Like he was pretty unknown at that time, yeah. and then now we just have all these like great performances where we're just so happy when. Yeah, he's just he's just such a he's he's such a charmer. I just love the dude. Yeah, I mean, there's like that one quote in Love Actually that's probably one of my favorite quotes of all time where he goes, "Don't buy drugs. Become a pop star and they give you them for free." It's <laughs> <laughs> that so the great. Best. But okay, I so, so if I off. had if I had to choose someone, I'd probably go with Clara and go um Dom Hell Gleason too. He like his character in the movie and he just portrayed Tim perfectly. He is 
relatable, awkward, super cute, charming, but also really, really awkward. And I just love him. He's so adorable. And I would just do anything to protect him. He's so precious. (laughs) (laughs) Is is he cute? Yes. I I actually find him really attractive. You find him cute. Zoe. Well, Clara likes tall, skinny boys. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is good to know. I wouldn't I wouldn't call him cute, but like his personality definitely compensates for it. He's a yeah. sweetheart. He's yeah. a kind guy. So like, yeah, he's adorable. Margot Robbie. Like yeah, would that show. ever Yeah, like could that ever I mean it happen? happened in the movie. It never happened, so if uh, if it can happen in a movie, it can happen in real life. No. That's a fact. And That's I will, a true fact. I will say a lot of women <laughs> Can't prove me wrong. are attracted to personality over looks most of the time. So, and Ooh. he has a great personality. So That hurts because I'm beautiful, but I'm also a douchebag. So that but you really, also have that really one hurts. of the most amazing people in the world, Paige. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I actually went to see this with her, like when uh, we must have been must have been like a couple months into dating because oh. it did. It came out in 2013. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now we're coming that. up on Aww. eight years. So that's that, so that, that wow. Been with that's her for eight years. You're like Marshall yeah, and Lily. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I been, love it's that. Been fucking ages. I love. They're I, like the best TV couple ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're great. They're great for sure. Uh, yeah, so this was like one of our first dates. And then and then I hadn't seen it since then. But Paige, I guess, was like, I'm not watching that again. Every time I hang out with like Lexi or my mom, they always want to see this movie. I'm not going to rewatch this. I was like, okay. So, but I, I, I somehow have not seen it since theaters. But I was surprised how much I remembered. Mm. Um, like, I definitely remembered the ending of him deciding to live in the moment. Um, and then just like his relationship with his dad, Rachel McAdams with bangs. I definitely did not remember like Margot Robbie. That's interesting. You mentioned that because whenever I watch it every year, I sort of forget. And then when I rewatch it, it's like, I watch it for the first time almost over again. I don't know if that's weird or not. It's like almost like a, a new experience, maybe because I'm older and wiser. (laughs) That's probably (laughs) Probably not. But no, but now like, obviously I, Last year, I watched the most amount of movies I had in mind, like, ever in a mm-hmm. year. Same. And so I, I guess watching this movie with a new perspective of, you know, art, you know, and movies as an art form, I was looking at it, I guess, more, I guess, more subjectively to my opinions than, a, like, like, a movie critic standpoint, like, a, objectively, like, oh, this, this got it wrong, this got it wrong. I, I, right. I watched it for my enjoyment only because before I'd be very critical about things. I don't know why. But I watched it last year and I, I found myself super immersed. I was like sucked. I was hooked. And I, I, I had the most wonderful experience. It was so beautiful and it was almost life changing in a way because it sends such a beautiful message about life and how to live every day. I already mentioned it before. But um, yeah, for some reason, I forgot about his whole like how he goes back with his dad to spend his last moments with him like before he finally, oh. you know. That that scene, I think that made me break down. Every time I watch it, it made me break down. I love that scene so much. It's so beautiful, wholesome, and and it's heartbreaking, but it's 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 almost necessary. Like I love how they put that in the movie, 
and they didn't just like say goodbye like regular people. Like they went back to like a really precious time in their lives and they lived that moment again. I thought that was beautiful and it made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I cried and and totally cried at the baby. Are there any other moments that just like trigger tears for any of you? Um, oh, I cry almost throughout the entirety of this movie <laughs> while I watch it. <laughs> but I'm a sucker for a good like dad child relationship so i'm just like yeah totally. anytime that's happening i'm just like oh this is great <laughs> um i'm trying to think about the other like standout moments oh shoot i, I do like, like his the i think i teared up during the part where he talks about happiness and living every day again mm-hmm. and how the second time is a little better and i just i again those little things it just made me tear up because i'm like oh wow it's so, it's so precious it is very it's wholesome it's something that we take advantage or we don't take advantage of every day. Like we just like live through it. Like mm-hmm. I wish this day was over. No, we should live through it. Like I, I love that message. I try to live by it, but it's, it's so hard when I have such a very, very painful <laughs> job. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> okay. I thought of an, another point where I always cry. Yeah. It's when yeah. it's after the manuscript fight and it, it's not when like they get the phone call and you know something's wrong because like they imply it yeah. almost right away like something's wrong. But the point in that like sequence where like they're going to see his parents after they, he finds out that his dad is dying, like the point where his mom opens the door and she, he's like, how are you? And she's like, honestly, I'm fucking furious. I can't imagine a life oh, like, yeah. oh, no, she, a I life like without she your father. It. I'm completely uninterested in a life without your father and that line and just the way she says it just like breaks me i'm like oh no and i'm just like a baby (laughs) and sobbing and it's just a mess but that's a good well like i love the way she's like i think i I think that's not a type of like grieving that people typically like portray on screen you know like this anger that that she has so like i think that's 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 kind of like what what makes that what makes that powerful and I like the way she phrased it. I'm uninterested in a mm-hmm. life without your father. Most yeah, people would be yeah, like, I'm yeah. so sad and I don't want to do this. Uninterested is a great word because you mm-hmm. then you realize it's another little, like not a hint, but it's another way of saying how interesting of a man he was because of all the books he read. He's so smart and he was full of life. So I love that. Exactly. I love that so much. Any thoughts mm-hmm. on the dad dying, Zoe? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a bad thing to happen. Is <laughs> it's, it's a it's, it's brutal. A it's not yeah, fun. No, I I not sobbed. not a good. Yeah, yeah. I sobbed through all of that. the The part that gets me is when he says there are of course some days that you only want to go through once, mm. and they're on the train, and he's like holding oh, his, his new baby, and she's holding Posey, and they're like looking at each other, and they're on the way to like go see the family for well what oh, will be I remember her that last time seeing the dad <laughs> yeah um and it hurts it just hurts so so bad yeah um, it's brutal also we were talking we were talking about like going back and winning fights the dad kind of does that a little bit by going back and having that conversation mm, with his yeah. son yeah. saying like when he's like how long do you have left to live and the dad's like I fucked up last time by giving you a hug and then they hug and I mean like I think this movie brings up a lot of interesting points about like you know you you have to kind of confront your problems like even even Mm -hmm. when you're a fucking time traveler you have to like (laughs) confront your problems eventually like you can't just ignore the fact that like that like your wife's like like pages are ruined like you need to stand there and 
deal with it. And like, especially like Tim's gotten like so used to just like skirting out of any difficult situation that like there's mm-hmm. so many that he has to confront. Um, but like, yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was really interesting too. Just like, there's a lot in this movie that I forgot just about like being in denial. I don't know if mm, any of you have any yeah. thoughts on that. I just think it's a very, it's almost like, um, it's almost like a movie built on like confronting its audience in a way where mm, mm-hmm. like it obviously is not like breaking fourth wall or anything like that, but it is a movie. I see it in the same vein as like soul or it's a wonderful life even where like Ooh. you're getting these um, stories about people who like are f- so prioritizing like the need to have the perfect life and like to have exactly what they want, but then they are going through these ordeals that convey that that's not a truly attainable the way you want it to be and like by embracing life as it is and just like loving the people in your life that's a perfect life and so I think that's really cool because it's it's very introspective for the viewer like it's I feel like it's really hard not to watch that movie about time and like think about like your relationships with the people around you and like how you look at your days always it it, it put me in such deep thought after and I I wrote a really, really deep review. I kind of want to share the first couple of sentences with you guys, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, but I, 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 yes. wrote, I wrote that life is not about big moments, but about in-between things. And you know life is truly about time. Time is all we have, and we aren't given much of it at all. And it's so important that we value it and live every minute or every, every minute to its fullest. This film is not necessarily about traveling in time. It's more about traveling back to each moment in life. And ultimately, that's the message that makes everything mm. complete. And I wrote that and I was just like, now, I don't know. I, I was like in a, I don't know. I was like in, <laughs> in a weird space where I was thinking about everything I've ever done. And I'm like, what am I doing here? And I was just mm. thinking about every like choice and decision. And it made me, I don't know, it kind of put me in an emo spot. Like I missed all of my friends <laughs> who I don't see a lot. And like, I'm stuck here with my family, which funny. is not a bad thing, but it just put me in a very, like, I, I almost cried, but I didn't, I don't know why, but it was, it, it's, That's funny. it's, it's, it's one of those movies that makes you feel more than regular emotions, which is what I love about these kinds of movies where it just puts you in a spot of thought and uh, about life mm-hmm. and about time. Yeah. 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 It left me feeling really hopeful. Ah. I wasn't so much angsty and emo as I was like excited to kind of take on that mindset and start looking yeah. for little like mm. things to give me joy and kind of shift to thinking about life in that way. I love that. I That's felt funny. that too in a way. But yeah, you you feel hope <laughs> and and you feel happiness for the future, but at the same time I was like, "Oh my god, like I tried to think about like all these past things and what I would have changed if I time traveled or something like that." Mm. And, yeah, there's but, a bunch of things I probably would have gone back to change, but right now I'm happy where I'm at. So but yeah, I'm, no, same. Yeah. I mean, like it's kind of it. It, it kind of makes you confront the fact that, like, yeah, if if you change all these little things, like you wouldn't exactly have the life that you exactly have right now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So so um yeah, I mean the other thing that like I think that we haven't talked about yet, the kind of message of this movie is like life is built on imperfections. Like imperfections are what make things cool. So, mm-hmm, I mean, exactly. he could have gone back and rebooked the wedding day, but he didn't, you know, I was going to say the like wedding, that. the wedding is awesome because it's just like, it. <laughs> I love how it's raining and it's super windy and it, it just, it just goes all wrong. But I love that. 
Yeah. I like how they showed like, oh, this sucks. Blah. I'm like, this is hilarious. I love how they kept this. And this was the wedding. Like the wedding usually in rom-coms is beautiful. You've seen Crazy Rich Asians. That wedding was insane. And then they have this wedding and it's like, <laughs> it's crap almost. Like it's, it's like, it's the worst weather. It's, it's, it's everyone's having, it's like a, they put them in a bad mood, but everyone still has a great time in the end. So it's like nothing to worry about. I love this that. I think that was awesome. This is true. He also changed the parts that matter. I sorry. Nope, nope. You no, go. go you go. Oh, I said he changed the parts about the wedding that mattered. Like he mm. changed his best man, best man th- speech. Yeah, to be the dad. So, so was he the best decision? Was the dad yeah. his best man? Like, can you? You're do saying that? that like that's a bad thing. How no, like, dare you? No, no, no. Like, can- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, can you do? Like, I didn't know that was like wedding legal. You know, like, like oh yeah, I thought it has to be like a. You can literally choose friend. anything. You well, can, I mean, you could, for all I know, choose a computer to be your best person. Yeah, like it doesn't something- <laughs> really matter. But like, do you ever pick? Does people do people pick their dads? I think so. I mean, it-, it was the best I've- speech, but also his dad yeah. like supposedly did it a few times, right? So for me. Yeah. Um, I have to choose my sister. I have no other choice. Yeah, I've got a brother. Um, in my brother. culture, we're, we're, we're forced to pick our siblings. So we, I, I'm stuck with my sister, which is Same. fine. I love her. She's my best friend. So it's like, I, it worked out, but otherwise, I don't know. I, yeah, I have probably have another choice. Well, then, it, then again, it's hard to pick someone because if you pick a friend and the other friend feels left out, it's honestly, it saves me the complication of choosing someone. I just with my sister and it's the best excuse ever. Like, Oh, I have to choose my sister. I'm sorry. So it's awesome. Everyone else is a bridesmaid. There you go. Or vice versa for men. I don't know. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, throw out a few more out. nitpicks and okay. y'all can fight Go. me. Okay. I'm assuming you'll disagree and like oh, I'm excited yes. for this. Okay. Um, one, just don't have another baby. <laughs> Hang out with your dad as long as you want. Don't have another baby. Like, ha- like you, know, you have two kids. I know, but, but like, she talk wants her out a of a kid. She has two kids. It's fine. <laughs> Just talk her out of it. Okay, no. Don't have another baby. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> but I think that kids. I think that feeds into the discussion about like telling her about time traveling because I don't think he could have talked her out of wanting a baby without telling her about the time travel in a way where like yes. she wouldn't resent him. Because if it's Ditto. something she really wanted, I think even if she did cave, she would resent him a little bit and like I wanted more kids and like we didn't get to have more kids and all you said was no with no explanation that was like valid. Well, yeah. I, th- th- I agree with though, that. Though I think, you know, having more kids is is sort of an equal discussion between partners and if one person doesn't want more kids, I think I think That's those are both true. those are both valid standpoints but even maybe if it's just because you don't wanted, want it. But maybe he actually wanted another kid. That's how you move forward in life. You The thing is I think that that's a part of the movie that he had to sacrifice because he wanted to just live on with his life. Now that he knew his father, there's nothing he could have done. And having another child is another step in their life. And I guess in a way he kind of let go of that and then just decided to move on with his life instead of like, I guess being stuck in over and over with his dad. He just kind of let him go. Cause I guess it was time. Time. It was about time. It was about time. But yeah, do you guys get what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm, I'm not making sense or anything, but I just, no, I, I think just you're completely right. I actually, I really agree. I really agree with everything you've said. I think he got to the point where he was like, I could spend every single day after my dad dies, going back and visiting my dad, or I could, bring another life into this world and raise it and find joy in that. 
And I think you're totally right. He chose to like focus on the path moving forward as opposed to reliving every single day in the past. Exactly. See, she said it better than I did. I was just rambling. Okay. <laughs> Thank so, you, Zoe. So you fought me on this. I've I have I have two I've I have two more. <laughs> I have two okay. more. Okay. Let's yeah, get right. I love okay. fighting with you. Who guys might agree with me on this one? Okay. So when 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 he goes back and it's not his son, right? He decides to go mm. back to the alternate reality where he has his daughter, right? He could have, instead of going to the moment where his sister's in the hospital, he could have gone back to the moment right before his sister goes to the hospital, mm. still prevent her accident, but uh, but not prevent her from getting with the guy in the first place but she could have still prevented no, her car crash you're wrong you're <laughs> she wrong would got, she would have gotten into the crash anyway eventually nope. you're wrong and here's why because they had the breakthrough they had the breakthrough when she was laying in the hospital bed and she's like i need to leave him i need to stop drinking and i need to there was another thing but they wouldn't have been able to have that breakthrough with her unless she had a near-death experience mm. i guess the idea is like if you see her in the hospital bed and you do know that she's okay then it's not like if, if she actually like were like a paraplegic or something serious had happened, maybe you'd be more likely to. I think the other thing about it is it points back to something Rachel McAdams said, like, I'm going to try and like explain this in the way that makes sense, but it's so complicated when there's yeah. like multiple timelines happening. But the right, first right. time, the first time the accident happens. So before he goes back and tries to stop her from meeting Jimmy at all, he's sitting with, Rachel McAdams and they're talking about her and he's like I'm worried about my sister and she says like like he's like I need to find something to do like how to fix it and she says well I think the only way for her to fix this is if she does it herself and then he kind of mm. ignores that almost and goes through this whole whole ordeal of like I'm gonna get her away from this boy it's the boy that's the problem it's not anything else but arguably like the bigger problem is like it is the boy that's part of the thing but she also is clearly suffering with alcoholism and like yeah. that is something that like doesn't just go away like i do think honestly like even if she was really happy with this with jay who i think is so fun but even if she was happy with jay like that's something that was there inside her and so by letting the accident happen it's him almost like agreeing in a way with what Rachel McAdams says, which is that like mm -hmm. the only way for her to get better is to address this herself and like really look on it at it head on and like deal with it from there. Don't that's try to also, save your family members. That's the yeah. second time Tim has to learn that lesson too, mm, because yeah. at the beginning with Margot Robbie, he was like, first lesson is no matter how much you travel back in time, you can't force someone to love you. Mm. And this one, the lesson is the same thing, only no matter how much you travel back in time, you can't force someone to think a certain way or feel a certain way. And that applies to his sister as well. Ooh, do you think good. that's true? Yes. <laughs> you do? Something interesting... Whenever he goes back in time, he tries to fix something, and it end up, ends up not really being fixed, at least for, I guess, for him mm. or for anything. And I love how, because of that, it, it's almost like a lesson learned. Like, every time he travels and it doesn't go his way, it's like a lesson learned. And it's interesting that we have to go through life not traveling in time, but, like, I guess learning lessons on the spot while he... Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I really like That's the okay. fact that I uh, know. Hold on, I really, I did really like the fact that whenever he did go back for to to try to fix major things like the baby thing and his sister thing, that it it was mostly a learned lesson for him in his life. 
and that I guess progressed like the movie at towards the end where you don't see him going back a lot anymore because mm-hmm. I guess he's at peace with all of his decisions that he's made. And now he's just ready to live his life with his family like a normal person. Okay, I ended it. This is good. Nice. I had no nice. idea where I was going Beautiful. with it, but yeah. You got there. Go. No, I got, totally there. got there. I, yeah. If there I was, was not prepared. I feel like for him it's interesting because like his dad uh, relies on the time travel so much just to enjoy things. Like it seems like he goes back to read books. He goes back to like spend more time with his kid. And that was part of my like, like part of my problem with the end was I was like, you know, I mean, you should live in the moment, but like you could still use this time travel to like, you know, experience, like spend more time with your children and stuff. And so I get why he wants to spend time linearly. And I understand his, his uh, interest in that. But I feel like instead of, I, I, I feel like his big lesson should have been like, don't try to fix things, just enjoy the ride. And I think you can still mm-hmm. do that with your time travel thing. That's very fair. Mm-hmm. I think is that your third nitpick? That was that was kind of a nitpick. That was like a minor nitpick. I just feel like you should use the time travel stuff just not just not to fix things. You should just like like sp- like sp- spend more time with your children. You know, you can totally like skip off work for the day and like hang out with your daughter and like get to know her and then go to work. That's, that's <laughs> again on the true. same day. Honestly, that's true. Yeah, I would say that's probably why. Like, I would say that's like one of the possible like plot holes we see with the concept and like it works for his dad because his dad is retired but like the fact that he's able to just like go back and relive days over and over again so he can read all the books he wants is like totally dependent on the fact that he's older and like he's not reliant on like preserving like his children's lives essentially that's true whereas like Domino's character like his kids are so young and like, even though he's staying within the realm of, like, he's not changing which, like, who's being born when, I feel like you could argue that, like, by going back a lot when they're that little is – it could cause, like, really big changes in who they become because they're so young and, like, so much of you is developed when you're that young. And so maybe he is just trying to preserve, like, those moments where, like, they're so Aww. small and, like – I love uh, that. Ah, thanks. <laughs> no, you're, hitting, a, you're hitting me in the field. This is such a mushy <laughs> podcast. I love it. I, I love a mushy it. podcast. Well, this is a mushy movie. It has a it very mushy topic, and That's I love funny. it. It's and I like how they made it a rom com and not just like a depressing drama because it could yeah, have been totally, that. Totally. That's totally. so true. Zoe? But they didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, maybe that's more incentive to go back and to like have mm-hmm. more moments with your children because if they are so impressionable, maybe like spending an extra hour with them in the morning or like playing hooky and not going to school and instead going to the beach could like make them develop a more like meaningful holistic personality or something. Ooh, that's very true. If yes. there's some like meaningless tasks like you need to do at work, like let's say like you need to read this like massive book of laws. I don't, I, 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 I don't know what lawyers do. If you I are a lawyer, either. you can correct me on that. <laughs> Especially in just... England. They have to yeah. wear wigs. What? Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> So, like, if you have to, like, search for a specific thing, like, if you have to do a bunch of reading for work, you can do that, redo the day, and then so that way your daughter remembers you spending the day with her. Like, I think I think there are really convenient ways he could continue to do time-traveling things without causing too many problems to be more productive and have okay. more time with his family. I totally that's, agree that's with that. Just an... Wow. Okay. I have a nitpick. People agree with this. Is yeah. Whoa! I agree with that too. This is solid. 
So um, next, next, uh, next question, just to throw out to y'all, if, if you, if you could time travel and obviously you can't because you're all women and clearly women are allowed to time travel. And hold up. <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know that. You don't know. We, my we theory, could totally and right. we just don't tell you. Women don't deserve rights. <laughs> Women can't time travel. Um, What's the question, totally, Ethan? Totally. What's the question? The question is, if you had, um, if you could like go back to like specific moments in your life, what, what moments would you most frequently revisit? This is really funny because I actually was going to ask this question if it didn't get brought up. So I'm really glad it's getting brought up because oh, I have an answer oh, like immediately, which is really funny. Um, oh, good. I would probably go the same route as like Tim and his dad do at the very end where they decide to go back together to a point where like they can't change anything. It's just like being able to relive one last moment together. And I think I would go back to like there was this point when I was like really little where my dad was like on a softball league and we would like always go and watch all his games. And there's this like he played in like left outfield so he was always like really far away but then like when they come in for their turn to bat there would be this point where like I would run up and he'd stick his fingers through like the gate of like the dugout and be like magic touch give me some good luck and I would like touch his fingers with mine I'm gonna get emotional it's fine um I'm literally (laughs) sorry I'm so sorry I'm gonna try really hard not to cry on your podcast um no please do we're already there (laughs) yeah we're all the rest of us are there I'm tipsy and emotional um (laughs) um I wish I could relive that moment so many times because like it's special and I was so little where like I didn't know that like magic wasn't real yet and so it's just kind of like I just want to like relive that and like be there with my dad and like treasure that moment again I'm so sorry I'm so sorry you guys I'm just (laughs) that's That's so so beautiful (laughs) that was so beautiful this is what happens when you have a dead dad you make people cry (laughs) you make people cry all the time Hey, you're like Tim. I am. We are. <laughs> you're just you are like the Tim. Same. Twinning. You're just like Tim. Tim. Dead Dad's Club. <laughs> Zoe, Sophie, any 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 follow ups? I I'm still thinking. So Zoe, do you have any idea? Yeah, I've got one. I mean, okay. I would I would use it in the same way. I'd like go back to the best days. But the, I, I can really only think of one and it was this summer and it was just the perfect day because I was doing so many fun things. In the morning, I like I was working at a pottery studio this summer. So I was teaching kids how to throw pottery. And in the morning, I spent all morning like teaching kids how to center. And there were like three kids that morning that figured out how to do it. And like something clicked and I saw it in their eyes, like how excited they were to like make art. And that was great. And then after work, I went to um, my best friend's lake house. And then we spent oh. all afternoon reading in the sun and swimming in the lake. And then we got home and we just like watched a movie and ate popcorn. And it was just like the perfect day. So I would relive days like that over and over and over again. I'd actually, I'd keep a little list in a notebook of like all the perfect days and the dates. That's and a I'd great just idea. Them. That's I a really good idea. Just in I general. Totally do like, yeah, I know I, I know I can't travel back in time, but I could relive it when I read it. Yeah. But like also, like if you learn to travel back in time in the future, 
you'll have a list of days <laughs> you should go back to. Exactly. Yeah. I I'm gonna really have like that. That yeah. time preemptive that, time travel. Preemptive See, this is why women should be the time travelers because we think to take. Because <laughs> you're way more organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. See, you said you said this question like you would time like what what m- m- moment in your life you would travel back to, and yeah. right before you said your life, I already had one in mind. Oh, where I would go back and probably prevent Tom Brady from winning all the Super Bowls. Oh my god, because I really hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make it about sports. Vengeance. No, honestly, no. wow. I know you, you hold you totally hold resentment in your heart, always. Sophie, for you that man, to for that for that man, anger. Oh he made it. You deserve the time travel. Oh yeah. my god. I really, really hate that man. Oh god. I don't even want to talk about it. You guys are gonna get me triggered. Okay. So I think you're getting yourself I would probably travel. Okay. I know I'm getting myself triggered. <laughs> I'd probably go back. I'm a big sports person, everyone, or I guess Clara Ethan, you guys know that. Yeah. So there was just one day I, I had a an amazing I figured college it out experience. From the Tom Brady thing. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you made that connection with that evil man. Um so I had a really, really great college experience, and I would go, I would go into it all over again, in it like immediately. I it was the best decision I ever made to go away for college. I had the best time there, and I think some of the um, days um, that I really loved were football games. And there was this one game where um, we were playing a really, really good team. It was a night game, and we were basically favored to be destroyed by this team, and. But what really made it special was this kid, a Purdue student, he was diagnosed with cancer like a year ago, and he was like Purdue's biggest football fan, and he was at the game. He was already like, I think he had like three months to live or whatever, but he made the game and he got to watch it. And because of that, it was like this whole game just for him. And we like dedicated everything to him. We had like merch for him. We were we were cheering for him basically. And because he was there and because I guess, I don't know, he stood as like a symbol we went out there and we defeated them. Uh, Ohio State, uh, number they were number two in the nation at the time. This is two years ago. And we kicked their ass. We beat them like 49 to 20. And I was there 30 degrees freezing my ass off, but having the time of my life because I had never seen like such a bad football team. We had a really bad football team win <laughs> such a special game. Like we had no chance, but because um, his name was Tyler because Tyler was there watching it, gave us hope, gave the team hope. We won and I rushed the field. We were all there with people. I miss, I really miss people like being in crowds, <laughs> but it was just the best. It was the best game I have ever witnessed. And I've been to the Super Bowl. That was a total, yeah, a I was little, about to say Cineflex. I was going to be like, and I've been to, that was a great game too, but nothing will ever beat the fact that that was like it was in the moment and we were there and we were so happy every I don't I I haven't seen anyone that amped in so long and I was there with all my friends and it was so cold we were we were freezing our asses off but it was so worth it and I would do it a hundred times again it was amazing but I love it that's 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 what I would go back to I know sorry it it was long but that's okay no I love that I love that that's great what about you it was yeah, Ethan, I want to hear yours. I've been like, like I've had the longest amount of time to think about this, and I'm still, I'm still <laughs> like going between things. Though, okay, so one, one of the days that pops out is, um, um, so I went to, um, I studied abroad in Paris, and Paige was in Rome, wow. and uh, 
March 2nd, 2018. This is a date I know. I don't usually know dates. I love but that. But I, I flew down to Rome. Paige had like school in the morning. So I'm like, I'm going to go see the Sistine Chapel. So I go to see the Sistine Chapel. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I like had like an amazing experience just experiencing the Vatican alone and just, you know, with the art and everything. So I do that. I go like find like a cafe in Rome to like have lunch alone. I end up like at the Roman Forum and shit. She gets out at like 1 p.m. Then we take a train to Florence and and I love Florence. And then we the have best. like the paninis. Have you ever had their pan- they're like yes. the, the five euro paninis that are like the big, yes. you know, thick paninis. So we oh, eat the like God. the truffle with the truffle sauce and shit. Oh, it's so Ooh. good. And then this is also the night that we saw Ennio Morricone live. <gasps> and you're then, lying. So I hate then you. yours is better than mine. There was a whole thing because <laughs> because uh we forgot they didn't have Uber. So like we're trying to find a freaking like taxi in Florence, get to the taxi. It's so hard. Um, and yeah, no, I just like, I cried multiple times during that concert. It was so magical. Oh. And then, and then, and then mm. after that, we got, um, we started kind of wandering around Florence late at night and it's all kind of like, like dark. And then we kind of get lost in the Hills. Like we end up like, like we end up sort of outside of the city just like wandering and like there's like cypress trees and like beautiful old like stone walls and shit and like it it was just it was just like it was a very very magical day so like that that's that's one of the ones i would so Ethan, just relive. i love that i can I totally change relate thing. to that i can yeah. totally relate well not the annual morricone concert but i've been to florence and I totally Gorgeous. get what you're saying, where that city just, you get lost and it's just magical. Oh, it's so beautiful. Everything, and I, yeah, it is really hard to get a cab because everything is just walking distance. So there's usually never cabs. Um, An ambulance almost ran me over. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That'll happen probably. <laughs> I miss he, Florence so much. I want to go back so bad. It was such an amazing city. That sounds Ethan, like a magical day, Ethan. Oh. It was beautiful. Ethan, have you done an Eat, Pray, Love episode? <gasps> I've not done an Eat Pray Love episode. I've not. I have not seen Eat. <gasps> I haven't seen. I haven't seen Eat Pray Love either. Stop it! You Blasphemous. Both, you both need to just. You have it, that. I'm a little tipsy. That movie is so good. I love really? Tipsy Clara. This has been really fun. <laughs> Me too. Okay, I literally only had one of these. I've never had this before, and it it did the job. Grapefruit rose. That's fun. Grapefruit rose by Bloom. It's a wine spritzer mm. because I took a nap oh. and didn't do the drink. Uh, it's great. So I definitely recommend. <laughs> but even more importantly, I recommend you watch Eat, Pray, Love <laughs> immediately. Should we run oh, it back do- and do Eat, Pray, Love? I think we yes. should just yes. turn this off. Let's just travel. Yes. Let's travel back yes. and then start over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We I'm, need, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm clenching my fists. You guys can't see, but I'm clenching really hard. We can't. We, we're not in the dark. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we're women. We don't understand. <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> clenching your fists. <laughs> we don't have the brain capacity to understand something like that. <laughs> I, women don't even understand time to begin with. It's an illusion. It's yeah. true. What is yeah. an illusion? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I'm wait. I totally... woman. I totally forgot of like another... Okay, this isn't so much like a plot hole as like okay. a realization. Okay. Because mm. his explanation of like how you end up with different kids is mm. that is that it mess like like there's kind of a butterfly effect thing with like the sperm and the egg not meeting right totally totally but mm-hmm. he's ti- he's totally time traveling while his while his wife's pregnant which means that like every time he returns to the present 
his wife then I guess like has a completely different kid in her belly and it's like oh it's a girl it's a boy it's a girl it's a boy <gasps> like and so she's constantly like switching what babies inside her I guess I every time he goes to hang out with her that's true well yeah. no no but but like she obviously wouldn't notice because her pr- like the alternate reality that he's returning to is the actual is reality that but yeah. she would have like like the gender would be constantly switching right that's very true yeah the point of that was he can time travel back and forth up until the day that the child is born because like he wouldn't have a connection with it yet yeah it you need the connection with the cat but what the plot hole what i thought where i thought you were going with that was um if he was able to travel back in time twice to like reset Posey being born, Posey would have been slightly different even in the alternate reality he goes back to because it was probably a different sperm hitting the egg. That's honestly unless he went back like a million times to get the exact right daughter he had before. But I doubt he did that. You're so that's very interesting. I thought he somehow like reset it to the same like he somehow reset it because he went back exactly to the moment before he time traveled. It does get weird. The, the, the time travel, the time travel stuff gets a little weird, a little weird for me. Yeah, but beautiful. It's not totally, it's not totally explained like scientifically, no. but I love how it leaves room for so much, the- so many theories and interpretations, like Clara with the woman uh, time traveling and keeping it a secret. I love that, and then Zoe's theory. Um, I just love that everyone has their own take on it on how, I guess how specific the rules are. For the time travel in this movie. Also, know. like it could have gotten really Christopher Nolan-y if they like spent like the whole time <laughs> yeah. explain like they're like they're like so what so what happens if I try to reset the reality back to the way it was and like you know like you don't need that in this movie like you need like no, time like, with the father and son different, and, and like I love I, I I love that Hell Nye he's like nah you can't kill baby Hitler but like you're probably not gonna mess anything up I think it's fine like I've tried it <laughs> trust me like I like I like his whole like attitude with it because it's very casual it's almost, he seems yeah, very, very chill you know <laughs> it's very Praying chill mantis. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I, I, I guess they kind of there's kind of a this thing right that's they, true they, they do they kinda. grab their food yeah like we should yeah. ask Austin. <laughs> he would know. Yeah. Austin would. It's he also would interesting. Know. It's interesting you compare him to a praying mantis because I think the women eat the male praying mantis <laughs> after sex. And it all. Pretty comes sure back. that happens. Hey, Austin, full circle, circle, full circle guys. Full Austin, circle. If, if you're listening, that was a major flex right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that was good. Oh, Not man. to flex my praying mantis knowledge on you, but you have to. no, that was that was ma- that was major. Uh, why did I write down? Why did I write down Rupert in all caps? I genuinely don't remember. Rupert. Is Rupert the friend? Rupert. No, it. No, that's I don't know. Rory. His name's Rory, but he gets called what? Rupert. He gets at called one point. Rupert. He gets called. I the genuinely don't know why. Roger, too. Yeah, I genuinely don't know why I wrote that down. Oh, and then and then the other thing was just like how how uh, I happened to watch this back to back with groundhog day because i also did that on the podcast and they have a lot of similar i didn't realize i'm just doing a lot of like romantic time travel things they do have some similar themes um well one's a grumpy guy and the other one's just precious from the beginning to end so it's true (laughs) it's true but like i think but no i I do i do there's some there's some similarities in the i think it's the themes you you go you talk i think what's interesting about like no you're all good i think what's interesting about groundhog day is like they have the whole sequence where he's really trying to make the perfect day 
by returning to it over and over again. And here, it's almost like he never really tries to absolutely perfect things. Like he really- No, he, he lets life do his job. He, he does, but you almost wonder if he'd try that like one time. I guess, I guess it's just who he is. He likes, he likes sort of being a goofy guy that is sort of endearing. I, 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 I don't know. But yeah, he never, he never find, really has I find that, that time when he tries to perfect things mm-hmm. a ton. Does that make sense? No, totally. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. I think in a lot of ways this movie, at least for the male characters, finds ways to break out of like what we are typically taught is like the ideal like leading man or like even like side mm-hmm. male characters. And I think that's really refreshing because I think in like the hands of like a Christopher Nolan where like we have time travel, it's all about like saving the world at large and like all of these really complex concepts but in this movie we get this kind of different interpretation where the men are a lot more heartfelt and like genuinely like in tune with their emotions and are academic and like just genuinely want to prioritize their own well-being and like their lives and the people they love and I think that's really cool because it's you don't see that a lot yeah you don't see it a lot it definitely I think breaks out of the like toxic masculinity mold that we get a lot especially with like sci-fi based films which like I would say time travel falls into a lot I mean even Groundhog Day Bill Murray's character is an asshole (laughs) oh no but he becomes not an asshole Mm -hmm. but exactly which is why I like that arc that he has but mm. both these I movies... never finished the movie. I didn't like it enough. I've never seen it. Really? I fall wow. Yeah. Fascinating. What? Yeah. What? Day is what? so good. Are you kidding what? me? Well, okay, I, so I watched it watch. halfway through, and then I was like, ah, can't mm. get into it. I also have a thing against watch. Tom Hanks. It's literally not Tom Hanks. <laughs> What's his name? Give it Bill to Murray. Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I have a thing. I feel <laughs> it. I told you. I'm they, the worst at They look the same. You're good. You're good. They look Tom Hanks was like... against Bill Murray and Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and anyone almost, who looks like him. Tom Hanks was almost Tom cast Hanks. in that. Tom Hanks was almost cast in that part, and then they and then they found out, then and then they decided he was too nice to play like asshole weather reporter. Oh well. I was. I disagree. Say, I think Tom Hanks said, is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it really well. Do you want to know what we didn't do that we you always have people do in your episodes? What? We didn't give a, a plot of the movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd like to point out that we didn't do drafts. We just did Ethan's Nick picks, which I loved. And <laughs> yes. we defended it like yeah. crazy. No, 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 like, no. You, you totally defended the movie. Well, I, f- I, f- I felt like we were like, I, f- I felt like we were on a roll. So I just, we were. And also, no, like, we were. I was thinking like a draft role. would be chaotic with four people. That's very true. Because uh, either it would take too long or too or too short. Oh, um, the uncle. So the uncle, oh. it's assumed that he's also time traveling, but like they never talk to him about it. Is he, he always says, "Oh, thank God for that." Is the uncle on the dad's side or is the uncle on the mom's side? Good question. I Do we think, know that? Ooh. I don't think we know that, and so I think I it's kind of. I think it's on the dad's side. Really? It would be yeah, interesting. Because at the speech, you know, the speech he says, um, speech at the wedding, the best man speech, he was mm. like, my dad was an asshole, so all I, the only men that I love in my life are the uncle, my Good son, point. and some other guy. So oh. I think it's probably his family King, member. That who's the be. other guy? The King of Soul. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the ki- yeah. And Tom Hanks, he said, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, I get, I, I, 
I was sort of maybe assuming, time traveling did something to him. Well, I was sort of assuming that's kind of why he's senile is because he's actually really old because he's experienced a lot of time. Or he can't I don't figure know. out like what timeline he's in. Anymore. Yeah, or what's going I was, on. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering if time travel somehow messed with him, but like I, I was also wondering if they kind of good... cut a plot line out of that because you never really, it's never really explained, and he's just sort of like. Like the whole time, and you're kind of like, uh, okay, what's your deal? Like, I don't know what his deal is. That's very true. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder too, though, if it's just it is just a case of like, this is our just endearing uncle who like never married, and he lives with us, and he's kind of kooky, like a nice little kind of kooky, just a breath Uh-oh. of like comedic. Da, 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 da. Kind of <laughs> might kooky. say something uncle. offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, any other just like random thoughts on about time? Um, I'm going through my notes. Okay, yeah. I, I have two. First of mm-hmm. all, I'm going to go back slightly to your nitpick about the wedding and say like I have zero interest in getting married, which I know is not much of a surprise if like you know me well enough. But <laughs> that wedding sequence in its entirety is like the one portrayal of a wedding where like for a moment I'm like I want to get married I want that I love that <laughs> um <laughs> I like right. how chaotic it is so I'm like oh I love that it the, is so chaotic it's so fun the other thing that I love is um every rom-com arguably has a point where after your two people in the partnership meet you get kind of like a romantic montage where it's set to cute music and they're doing like a lot of like emotional like dating stuff to kind of establish to the audience that they have like established a really great relationship and i love how they do it here with the subway montage where mm. it's yes, and they're playing the, the same song montage. in the subway i love yeah. that so much i think it might be one of my favorite montages like i think it just is such a cool way to do something like that where like you're getting for sure a lot of time depicted in a really like quick mesh but in a way that feels so endearing and i wrote a, I'm, i wrote something down and i'm gonna get really sentimental again Yay! <laughs> which is that um, i'm ready to hurt again oh, i love it i love the subway montage because it almost kind of puts this really special emphasis on the places we occupy the most of our time in and how those locations somehow like know us better than like other people in our lives might even like they essentially like in a way live out a huge part of their relationship in the the like walls of the subway and so like their relationship lives on in that subway even after they are like moving and doing all this other stuff and I think that's so cute and like wholesome that like it kind of puts that emphasis back on that of just like you're loved by the people around you but you can also be like your love can be embodied by the places that you've loved people in and that I just was love beautiful that. oh thank oh you my God. thank wow. you for raising your hand Sophie very polite of you oh oh yeah well I wanted to say something because I completely relate to that where there's some I actually wrote my college essay on something like this oh, where cool. yeah it was it was like a, a place where you can be con- like con- like where you find yourself content mm. and I got into how it like this place um knows me better than like most of my, my people I know because I've spent most of my life in this place the place spoiler alert is um the like basically my the piano area in my house because I spent many 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 days and hours practicing piano throughout my entire life but like now it's become a place where I relax and make sh- like I I, I kind of just like zone out and 
I'm at peace right there. I, I don't know. I love that that you said that because there oh, are that. places that you just you love more than other people. I don't know. I yeah. and I still I totally agree with that and I relate to it a hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. awesome. No, that totally makes sense. It totally took me back to um this is a very, very specific reference, but um when you're in Paris and you're transferring from line twelve to line one at Concord. You, you walk through this hallway and there's always a Russian polka b- band. No matter what time of day, there's 12 guys going, hey, oh, da, 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 da. and they've all got the ones guys. And and, 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 and and there's a guy with like a bass. I don't know how he drags it around. There's a guy with an accordion. It's a whole thing. And I'm also like, I feel like, I feel like these 12 guys are getting tipped as much as a single guy would. I don't know how they're affording literally living in, but that's that's their freaking spot. Wow. Um, so it just it took me back to that. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. Yeah, James. I need to go now. Zoe, were you witness. in Paris? You were outside of Paris, right? But did you did you go to Paris a lot? I was in Paris actually. I th- I thought you I thought you were in the countryside for some reason. Well, yeah, I studied in France twice. Once was oh. in Avignon, my junior Avignon. Or my sophomore oh. year, and once was in Paris. But I oh got deported gosh. because of coronavirus. Wow. Oh my gosh. So what part of my Paris? sister. My sister was in Paris too. The same time that before the whole the coronavirus thing happened, oh, she was funny. studying abroad. What, and yeah, what part of Paris were you living in? I was in the fifth. Oh, oh, yeah. that's a nice area. It's a super yeah. nice area. I that's all like Paris. the Latin Quarter, right? Yeah, you kind of in the yeah, yeah. I got ripped away from me three months oh. in. Well, you'll go back. I'm I'm excited to go back. I'm like yeah. Looking forward same to thing happened. As soon as possible. But hey, you got um, to be there for three months. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it was worth it. Wouldn't 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 change totally. it one bit. Oh Any, yeah, Paris um, is magical. I love her. Or it. I don't know why I said I love her. Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Paris hardly I knew her. I love Paris. No, um, hardly know her. Uh. Any. Okay. So I'm just gonna go around. Any just like final thoughts on the movie in general? Why you love it? What what works so well? What um? Or any and anything else you want to touch on just before we wrap things up? He's such a simp. He, <laughs> he, totally um, <laughs> Sorry. He's such a simp. For Margot Robbie, he like he does everything for her, you know, the sunscreen thing. And then when they were when he was trying to like meet Mary again after he like fucked it up and accidentally went past their first date, he sat in a museum for a week, yeah, hoping that she would just happen to show up and bump into her. I think that's probably what made me love him the most was like how committed he was to simping over these women. <laughs> I love that. that I sense. like that. I like that. I a lot. do have, I do have something to say that relates to the whole museum bit when he finally runs into her and then she says that she has a boyfriend. <laughs> we find out, wait, it really bothers me that we find out that they had only been dating a week and they love each other already. I'm sorry. What? No, yeah. that doesn't no. make sense. That doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. That is the one nitpick I have. And I, I'm, I'm assuming people agree with me here. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that she got out of it because he was like a total asshole. Though uh, maybe alternatively, she's, maybe she's he probably saying didn't that. Even, I'm sorry. No, no, no it's oh. all good. Maybe, maybe she's saying that to like, to like scare him away. Like, like don't, don't try to mess with me and my boyfriend. Yeah. Alternatively, he maybe didn't even need to 
travel back in time to break up that meeting. He could have just waited it out because it would have ended. That's true. true. It probably would have ended. Exactly. And I'll add another alternative or like an add on, (laughs) which is that like Mary talks a lot actually about how she's like a really insecure person and she's like an American living in a different country. And I could totally see it being like, even though it's such a brief relationship with this random guy who like we all don't like, um, (laughs) like just like that feeling of validation from someone is so intoxicating that like it probably wasn't actually love but it's like the idea of love is like so exciting to her that she's like feeding into it to like stabilize herself and like feel valid in like a relationship this is is a good point going back on her insecurities (laughs) i really love that scene where she tries on all the dresses but then ends up going on the same one that is probably (laughs) one of the most relatable scenes because i have gone through so many outfits before and then i don't like them but then I end up wearing the first one I try on. That has happened to me more times than I can count. Because I also my, my mom and oh, my so sister much. are extremely judgmental when it comes to me wearing things. And they're like, no, it doesn't work. Oh, and then they'll no. go back. It's this whole thing. But I totally relate. <laughs> and I, I found it hilarious that they put that in the movie. And, and Tim is like, oh, my God, all these dresses look the same. <laughs> like when he goes like, that's the same one, right? And she's like, what? No. <laughs> I love that no, that's scene me so much. With, I, like, like Paige has like a rack of like fifteen beige sweaters, and I'm like, and she, and, she, and, she, and she's like, no, 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 this one's camel. I'm like, uh, that's also beige. I don't know what you're that's talking all about. All beige. Zoe, what were you saying? Yeah, I just forgot until this moment that she was she worked um, at a publisher's office, so her job was reading books. Yeah. So going back to that point about it being like about a family and about like a father son relationship. Like she probably reminded him of her of his father <gasps> because all he does is read books all the time. Oh. So they connect on that level too. Ah. Wow. Whoa. You brought it full circle <laughs> in the best way ever. Full oh, we brought this full that. circle so many times. I love this mushy full circle. We're in a time awesome. loop. We are in Ooh. a time loop. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, any any um any final thoughts uh from Sophie? Yeah, it's yeah, an, you ready? Uh, it's, Go it's, for it. It's an about time loop. <laughs> okay, thank so you. bad. I'm thank sorry. Thank you for that. We're <laughs> moving on. I can I can mute you by the way, Clara. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that's so I just funny. want I just I just want to remind you that I have that power. I love that. You Sophie's just that. trying to get people drunk when they listen to this podcast. She's <laughs> yeah, just trying to keep the, the drinking going. It's good. It's good. It's okay. It's okay. We'll keep that in. I do. I do want people to get hammered while listening to my episodes. <laughs> you're so um, mean to me all the time. Oh. I love you. I love you to pieces. Okay, I love you too. Ethan. I love you too. <laughs> Clara? Okay. My final thing is, and I'm actually surprised I didn't bring it up sooner, is just the soundtrack and the score of this are so good especially in our intro sequences like Ethan, you sent a message to us like the mr Brightside playing during the party Uh, is so good but even on top of that at the point where like it's midnight and uh whitney houston starts singing like and i would still love you and all of that and then like as she's hitting that like long note it just abruptly cuts exactly it, it cuts to Tim in his bed looking miserable because he didn't kiss the girl. And it's just like the <laughs> best like audio cut. I love that. Great but audio cut. Even in that, like I think the score in this like plays on your emotions in a really, really great way. Like it's so beautiful. It's I awesome. can't believe I didn't bring up the score, Clara. I'm, I'm really so surprised you did. <laughs> I'm so mad. 
Well, because we were talking about the actual movie, and I for- mm-hmm. totally forgot about the music, the soundtrack, and oh, I hate that you brought it up, and I did it. <laughs> you the beat score me is to great. It. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm gonna second what Clara said. The score is fan- I It's so beautiful. I listen to it all the time, yeah. and I wish there were more songs on the album because in the movie it's more score, and then mm-hmm. in the album we get like two songs, and I'm like, what? What is this? I'm getting ripped off by Spotify. I know. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, but yeah, the soundtrack go to the is playlist. a banger. You always have to go to the playlist, not the album, because the playlist true. will list out the songs that, that they couldn't get the rights to for the album about time. That's true. Mm. Also, major, major shout out to the arguably the greatest Italian song of all time, Il Mondo. Okay. <laughs> shout out to Il Mondo. Um, who, who, who wants to uh, sing uh, the chorus of Il Mondo? To, uh, oh no. Da, 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 da. I don't know how to. I don't, words, that, th- that is Nessun Dorma, by is the way, by Il Puccini. Mondo. I just want you to know. I, I, I know. I know. But it sounds like the. <laughs> I, was like, I think that's in the movie, but it probably isn't. So you can cut that out, but really embarrassing for me. <laughs> I will do the one part of Elmondo since I brought it up. I only know. Oh, great. I, I was know, ex- this is so exciting. I only know the part where they go Elmondo. But, okay, go for it. Okay. Elmondo! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Beautiful. Gosh, thank you. Harmonize that. We all do it in different different notes. We can all harmonize. Yeah, like the TikTok like sea shanties. We'll just like go back (gasps) and keep layering the Elmondas. Perfect. Um. So to wrap things up, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Get us out of here. (laughs) No, no, y'all are good. This was so fun. Um. Uh. I usually wrap things up by having a having my guest say a quote in character. Yes. Uh, from this movie or any movie. Um, I'll just throw it out because I don't know if one of you has one now or if if you guys need more time to think. So At quote, quote, any quote from any movie in character. Um, I wrote down a quote from the movie that okay. I thought was lovely. And it's are you going to do it in a British accent? I will try. Okay, yes. um, so it's two different people which i don't know how to distinguish the, between the two but it's a it's like a a sentence and a sentence by bill nahi and uh Domhnall gleason but it go, it, it's at the very beginning where Domhnall goes it's going to be a complicated year it's going to be a complicated life <laughs> that was yeah. so bad i love that <laughs> love it i love that love it love thank it you. a lot thank love you. it so much <laughs> Sophie or Zoe? I kind of of already did one earlier. You kind of did. That was love, actually. That was love, actually. That's true. Yeah, I don't don't really have anything Love, actually, is everywhere. (laughs) Love, actually, is. Yeah, I love how they, like, play along. Richard Curtis just loves to, like, play around with his, like, the titles of the movie to make them punny. People tend to dread airports. But, like, if you look around the airport, all you'll see are signs of love. Love, actually. shit. Oh. Everywhere. Amazing. Was that a good Hugh Grant? That was really I good. Am, yeah. I am in shock. <laughs> I, I literally thought I was listening to the beginning of Love Actually by Hugh Grant. Oh my God. Ethan, how did you do that? I, I'm, he's just, I he's can't even have top to like, that. Bumble. I can't top that. I no, no, I, I love I, it. <laughs> No, I need to hear your quotes. We Otherwise, we quotes. can't end this. We can't, <laughs> right, I, 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 I am legally obligated. Zoe's got one. 
Yeah, I've got one. It's the one I said earlier, where he's playing table tennis with his son. Yes. This is Bill Nike. And he's and he's he's swinging right, he's swinging left, and he goes, oh, it's so much easier without the ball. Yes. (laughs) All right, I thought of one. Okay, go for it. So my sister is next door watching Infinity War right now, and I just thought of one that kind of relates to this movie where Tim has to make a lot of choices, right, in his life, especially when he has this power. So I'm going to be Thanos here and go, the hardest choices require the strongest wills. Seagull will love Seagull's going to end me, but I don't really give a shit. Seagull will love that. All (laughs) right. This has been so much fun, y'all. This was a great time. This was a huge mush fest. Uh, Y'all made me cry. (laughs) I had a great time. I hope you guys did too. So thank you all for coming. I had a fantastic time. Thank you so much for having us on, Ethan. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. This was a great first episode to be on. Thank you guys for having me along. Thanks to come back.